Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is Ways to Use Podcasting to Grow Your Business. And we will be talking about all things podcasting, content creation, including video in your podcasting strategy and best practices. My guest is Matthew Passy. He is a podcast producer and consultant at the podcast at podcast at the podcastconsultant.com three words a podcast agency that helps individuals brands and small businesses develop launch produce and promote podcasts he is also behind audit my podcast and instant podcast audit those words are all connected by the way a service offering a full review of podcasters production searchability discoverability, marketing, and more in order to ensure they're not hindering their ability to succeed. Personally, uh, I think podcasts are a fad. I think don't waste your time. Of course, I'm kidding. Uh, You're on my podcast, which is very dear to me. (laughs) I think podcasting is awesome. This is not my first podcast. Uh, podcasting is way to go, and I'm sure Matthew will agree with me on that. But with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else, Matthew Passy. Hello, Matthew. Hey, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. And by the way, listeners and watchers, uh, Matthew and I have something in common. We were both born in Brooklyn, and, and even more specific than that, at Maimonides Hospital, in Brooklyn, which is a great hospital, and I've actually known people who've worked who have worked there. But we were both born in the same place, though he came 15 years later. He's a young guy, <laughs> and not just that. We also uh, I'm in Brooklyn, but I also grew up in Staten Island, and he spent his well, not spent, but he had spent some time there. How much time were you in Staten Island, Matthew? I was there until I was about three and a half, four years old. Um, so that qualifies a- you. That's enough. Three and a half <laughs> years, especially in the formative years. That counts. You're in. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Great. So thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. And isn't podcasting awesome? <laughs> yeah, I mean, podcasting is great. I've been, I actually launched my first podcast way back in 2007 or 2008. I can never remember whatever year the iPhone first came out and Apple had first launched like that real podcast store for the first time. Uh, I was working at a radio station in New Jersey. It was a news and talk station working in the newsroom, saw this thing come out. And I said to my boss, these are pretty interesting. I bet you we could do something with it. And I was basically given the, if it doesn't cost me any money and I don't have to do any work, go ahead and launch a podcast. So I packaged up our early morning news half hour, stripped out the commercials and other timely stuff. And I I started publishing a podcast way back then. How many podcasts have you done? Oh man, I, I've got to be in the tens of thousands of episodes of podcasts at this point in my life. I, between the ones that I've done personally, the ones that I did when I was working for Wall Street Journal, I mean, I hosted 
five or six different podcasts over there, helped create a few others. Uh, did, you know, we podcasted a lot of our, we repurposed a lot of our content as podcasts over there. And I've been working with clients for the past coming up on seven years now. Um, many of whom are weekly podcasts, some twice weekly, some more than that. I mean, yeah, I I've probably put out well over tens of thousands of podcasts in total in my lifetime. You know, uh, I mentioned my first podcast, which I did with, um, a protege and, uh, and, you know, I kind of really winged it and, uh, man, did I learn so much and man, it's really, <laughs> Winging it's, you know, is good, but you make so many mistakes and you waste a lot of time and effort, you know, doing it on your own, you know, without having some guidance or consultant. I, I mean, I'm saying this, you know, this podcast itself, you know, the self-help coaching podcast, I have a guy, I call him my podcast director. He's not actually the podcast director. He has a system called Reach, which uses uh, podcasting as marketing. Uh, and, you know, and I mean, this podcast is a legit podcast, you know, and, it's, and I'm, I got lots of compliments on its professional format, you know, but and it's I do it. I do it. It's it's great in its own sake, but really it's a marketing tool. That's that's the prime reason why I use it uh, for my business and to get my message out. Uh, and I, I am so grateful to Adam Hami and the Reach system for guiding me and how to do a podcast the proper way. <laughs> so guys like you who help people do podcasting, you're doing great stuff. I mean, it, the time wasted and the, and the poor results that you would get without consulting with someone who, who know what they're doing, say, don't do that, do this, you know, is just invaluable. You know, it's, it's interesting you said it because you start off with the, we were just kind of winging it on the first one we ever did. And for so many of the folks who I talk to who aren't necessarily clients, right? Not, not everybody is really going to need our types of services. There are lots of different editors and producers and consultants and coaches out there who can help you. And you know, we cater to a very specific niche, although we, we really won't turn down anybody who wants help for a podcast. But for so many folks, I tell them, just get started, right? Like, don't worry about how terrible you're going to be the first time you want to record a podcast. Because the truth is, you're really not going to learn anything until you start making some of those early mistakes. So I tell folks, even before they start working with me, they're like, well, we're thinking about a podcast, uh, you know, but we're not sure if we should do this, or we should do this. I'm like, before you even spend money with me, before you even buy a microphone, grab your phone, put it on the table, hit record, and try doing your podcast, right? If it's talking to your colleague in the office, put it down, talk to your colleague. If it's you and your buddy just want to, you know, talk online and, and whatever, record your Skype call, do whatever, just start recording because one, you might found out, man, I'm really not that good at this at all. And so you could save yourself a lot of time, money, and energy by not podcasting if that's the case or two, right. You make some of those early mistakes right away. And so then, then when you decide to get serious about it, you've put in that time right? You've invested in that, that time equity that is so important so that when you do put money into it, when you do put real energy into it, you've got something to go on. I mean, even if you look at the most, some of the most successful entertainment pieces in our lifetime, right? You look at musicians who've been around for 30 years and you look at some of their early work or some of your favorite television shows, right? The Simpsons has been on air for what, 35 years or, or something Incredible. stupid like that. Go watch episode number one. <laughs> it is a flaming piece of garbage. If you look at it now compared to what it is, to, you know, what it was then compared to what it is today. But 
they were never going to know what to do and how to fix it and what to invest in it until they got started and you need room to grow. Plus some of that first early stuff that's terrible. It makes for great blooper reels on your one year anniversary, your hundredth episode or, or some other nonsense like that. So I'm with, I'm with you, right? Like, yeah, hire us when you're ready to be serious about it. But if you want to do this, just get started, just grab a mic, start talking, figure out, figure out what you want to do. So everything I said was wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. You know exactly what you're saying. You're absolutely correct. Uh, and I didn't mean to disparage uh, starting because starting is the most necessary thing. Then you just got to keep going. <laughs> but right. without starting, there is no going. Got to crawl before and, you can walk. Yeah. And I don't regret, you know, uh, or, or I'm embarrassed about my previous podcast. I don't, not at all. I didn't mean to imply that if that's what you, anyone. No, 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 no. I I've had plenty of podcasts that I look back on now and I'm embarrassed about, right. I have some, I can tell you about some of the first few times I was on the radio and heard my voice over the microphone being like, Ooh, that was terrible. But I would never have the confidence to do it today. If I didn't work through that, all that at my early days. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And you build it up. I mean, I learned so much and you know, this, some things you got to learn by experience and other things you learn by, you know, by people who, who know what they're talking about. And it's a great combination, you know, because a lot of times like you'll like, you get into a podcast and you work with a consultant like Matthew and it's like, okay, you have, you, you don't have a reference. You don't have a, a, anything that you're building on because this is a really is a new medium, you know, even though it's like, it's like anyone can be a radio show host, more or less. It's just incredible the, how it's such a, game changer a field leveler having your own podcast and, and not just bringing your message out but really speaking colloquially or finding the guests that you want bringing your content it's it's incredible yeah i i mean i couldn't agree more and you know the other thing is uh what what i find in a lot of the calls that i do for consulting or the audits that you mentioned in your intro a lot of the times when i'm telling people what stuff they're doing wrong as soon as they hear it they're like oh God, that was so obvious, right? Like it's, it's sometimes hard to edit yourself, to critique yourself, to see the mistakes that you're making um, just because you're so attached to it and you're so involved in it. So it's good to have somebody who can look at it with a, you know, fresh perspective with no uh, hidden agenda or no bias towards it, or, you know, not emotionally involved in it and can just say, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And then just very simply say, but if you do this, it's going to, right? Like if you do this, then X is going to happen. They're like, oh my God, that's so obvious. Jesus Christ. Why was I doing that? Right. So, um, you know, that's why it's, it's not that you always have to pay for a consultant, but it's always good to have outside perspective with anything you do, just so you can get someone who's not as emotionally attached, giving you real, honest, constructive criticism. I, I always joke and say, you know, a, a lot of people pay me to tell me their baby is ugly, right? Cause nobody's going to think that their own baby is ugly, but Sometimes you need someone in your life to be like, oh, that's just not good. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a former punk rocker and I still consider myself a punk rocker in some ways. And I, I went to a period where I was like in the jerk off period. <laughs> where I, I, just, <laughs> I, I strive for people's disapproval. You know, it was like my, my philosophy, which I don't recommend. <laughs> and, and, and one of the things that when I come across a, a, a young parent and I would see that baby, I would go, oh, what an ugly baby. Uh, <laughs> okay if you want to be a jerk off punk rocker that's cool any other context no <laughs> you know uh you know <laughs> so uh you, you gotta uh, think a little bit more uh, advanced than that uh 
<laughs> but uh, great stuff. Listen, let's take our, 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 our first break, a quick moment to hear from our, our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Matthew Passy, Podcast Consultant. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio, perhaps the most common method that coaches worldwide use to get undisputable results for their clients is NLP. Visit www.proficio.io, that's proficio.io, where you can make the changes you want and get the results you dream of. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. I'm here with Matthew Passy, podcast consultant, and we're talking about podcasting. Matthew, what is the state of podcasting? State of podcasting is in a very interesting place. You know, you said uh, earlier that this is kind of a new medium. And I mentioned I started my first podcast around 2007, 2008. Podcasting, I think, officially was formed in 2004, 2003-ish. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're in this space now going on 17 years officially. But it is still somewhat new. It is still somewhat young. You know, you look at how many YouTube channels there are, right? There's millions and millions of YouTube channels. You look at blogs and there's millions and millions and millions of different blogs out there. And when it comes to podcasting, you know, we officially got some numbers earlier in 2021 that said like there were 2 million podcast shows in the Apple store. And of those only like 750,000 or so of them were active. A lot of them were one hit one, not even wonders, just one hit shows or, or people who have stopped doing it or, you know, probably half of them are my shows that I started and stopped doing after a few episodes. Uh, but so even though the space has been around for a while, there is still a lot more room to grow. We're seeing a lot more advances in technology to help podcasters. We're seeing a lot more advances in technology that's going to make monetization easier. I think there is still a lot of room in the space for not just people to get into it. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you launch a podcast today and you're doing a topic, it's possible there's a lot of other people doing it. And it's going to be hard for you to make waves, but I am always uh, pleasantly surprised by the people who I get to work with who come at me with like, you know, I was looking for a podcast about X and I couldn't find it. So I launched it and they have immense success doing it. Um, but I also think there are still some formats that, are just starting to scratch the surface that uh, there's exciting avenues for. Um, and, and truthfully, my thoughts on podcasting are what we are doing is not unique, right? You mentioned radio. Well, podcasting has been around since, I don't know, cave people, right? People talk to each other, right? That's, it's not that unique. What's unique is the delivery system and how the delivery system has changed audience response to it. So, right, we've been having conversations forever. We've had people, you know, delivering the news forever. Back in the 1920s or so, or, or earlier than that, right, people started getting on the radio and started talking. And from there, you used to have, you know, uh, fictionalized storytelling on the radio, and you had long-form interviews on the radio, and you had presidential speeches on the radio, Fast forward, and that got commercialized and bastardized by corporations to the point where now everything is this, you know, quick hit. And, and we're right, like what, the joy of radio was kind of lost um, for a long time. And what podcasting has done is it's taken spoken word and it's given people the ability to bring back joy to it, right? People who can tell a story for over the course of, you know, 
an hour and a half versus only three minutes that they've got to do it on the national news radio broadcast or people who can get really, really niche in a topic because frankly, you know, not everybody is going to be interested in, I don't know, carriage horse racing, right? ESPN is not launching a carriage horse racing network anytime soon, but there are people out there who are interested and this gives somebody who is an expert and a good talker, the ability to find and reach their audience. So podcasting is really just the delivery system of spoken word. And I think even if that delivery system changes, spoken word will never go away. So, uh, I, you know, that's why I think we're still kind of young in podcasting. And I think we're going to see several iterations of digital delivery of this content. And frankly, I still hope we see more innovation in the type of content that comes out of it. I'm sure we will. I mean, the, I, the technology fuels it, but it's been around forever. As you said, you know, digital technology, this is digital technology. You're, you're experiencing this listener. I'm communicating with Matthew through digital technology. And it's, uh, and I'm looking at the term um, podcast. I think that came from uh, iPod, if I'm not mistaken, right? Who's yeah, I think you're right. Jobs is the main guy behind, at least the CEO. And, um, and Steve Jobs has become an icon of mine. This, this is, this is the guy, man. I mean, I have a number of icons now that are business leaders. Uh, now that uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm a coach. I'm a personal development coach, but really, I'm an entrepreneur now because I've, well, talk about jobs. <laughs> I've created a, a virtual coaching program that's going to revolutionize personal development and self-help because of digital technology. That's how it's, it's you know, it's, it's, and that's how, and that's what Steve Jobs was a massive, you know, icon and pioneer in digital technology. This digital technology is the game changer of the world right now. Right. 20 years ago, you would have had to rent space at your local community college and hope to get 20 heads in a classroom every time you wanted to teach your class on self-help or travel the country going from place to place to reach a bigger audience. And now you could sit at your home, record it once, put it online and reach billions of people in a click. I mean, you got to put some work in it. Don't get me wrong. You won't reach billions necessarily, but you can. And that's the point. This distribution makes, you know, limitless reach possible. You mentioned community college. I know I, in the eighties, uh, I, I had a community access show on cable TV, right? And then <laughs> later awesome. on you, you did as well. No, no, no. I just think that's awesome that you did that. That's great. And then in the, in the, in the nineties, me, uh, I, and a couple of other guys got together who had experience, media experience, and we formed a professional outfit. And then we had least access on cable. And, you know, we, we were able to sell, our, you know, commercial space for our content. But it's technology that enables, you know, the, the, the middle, you know, the average person to bring their message out or to create something with, that they can market as a business. Just, I, I love it so much, man. It, you came up with that idea today you and your buddies would do it in the basement you put it up on youtube it would cost you a fraction of the cost and you can reach you know 10 times the people it's it's uh, it's just incredible i mean if you have any if you if there's a problem that you want to solve in the world or a message you think is worth hearing there are various ways to go to go about it but podcasting is really checks you know checks the box <laughs> you know you can make it easily go on it it does i mean i will say that there are a lot of ways that you can use podcasting for your business for your messaging 
Right. And obviously the main one is create content, put it out there, reach as many people as possible, lead people back to the other things that you're selling or doing, right? Is your top of sales funnel or, or, you know, things like that. But honestly, just having a podcast can help you grow your business too. I've got a lot of clients and a lot of people I've worked with who they don't really care if anybody listens to their podcast. Just having a podcast, just reaching out to somebody else in their space, right? If if I'm trying to talk to the head of Apple, right, about podcasting, I can send a letter to Tim Cook today and be like, hey, Tim, you have an hour to talk about podcasting? And Tim's going to go, who the hell is this? No, I don't have an hour to talk to him. I'm a busy CEO. But if I reach out to Tim Cook and I say, I'd like to talk to you on my podcast about the future of podcasting, blah, blah, blah. Well, all right, Tim Cook might still be too busy for my, for my podcast. But the point is, there's lots of people in your space who are going to be more intrigued about the opportunity of sharing their message with an audience or coming on a more legitimate type of platform to talk to you versus just some dude cold calling or cold emailing them looking for time. And so even just having the podcast can kind of set you apart and help you create warm relationships and warm leads with people who might otherwise never have, never have, you know, given you a second thought. You know, my, my business, uh, we created this app, which hasn't launched yet. So we don't make revenue yet. Uh, so right now I'm financing, continuing to finance my business. We need more capitalization. The, the most credible thing that I have, I, mean, there's, I have a little number of things to add my credibility from these, from potential financiers. The most credible thing I have that I always put, at least in my opinion, I always put in my solicitation is my podcast. You know, it, it, because it's so well done. Uh, you know, it's it just looks great. It sounds great. And even if no one's listening, and they are, <laughs> the smaller the number, I want to, you know, as tiny as, I mean, I want it to be a million times bigger than it is. That's fine. I and mean, that's a great goal. But it's done. It's it's out there. It's in the world. It looks great. Sounds great. I'm doing my best with it. It is so, it adds to my credibility, in my opinion, more than anything. <laughs> more Absolutely. Than anything. Absolutely. And it, and, and nine times out of 10, nobody's going to ask you how big is your audience when they're looking at it. Just the fact that you're putting in the work, just the fact that you're a content creator gives you a ton of credibility, even if you don't have a massive audience, right? Even if you're not reaching 20 gajillion billion people in one shot. And what about the relationships that you create and network? Like just like, just, I just met Matthew for the first time this morning, you know, and you know, he's not my first guest. He's not going to be my last guest. You know, <laughs> this, these are the beginnings of relationships. It's, uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful conduit and tool. Yeah. I mean, I never would have met you. Never would have known we were born in the same hospital. <laughs> never known we both were, you know, grew up in Staten Island, but all that happened even before we hit record. Right. And it's just, uh, and right. It's just a, a start of a relationship that who knows where it could take us from here, but we never would have met if, if I just got an email that said, Hey man, my name is Tony. I need to, I need 10 minutes of your time to talk to you about something. I'd be like, oh, what is this guy selling? Right. And right. I probably would have ignored it, but you right. invited me on the podcast. I thought, yeah, I love, I love talking about podcasting and I love doing it on podcast. So here I am. And, and now we've had a chance to meet. And we found out we have much, much, much more in common than Maimonides Hospital in Staten Island. Podcasting, right. <laughs> which is always, this guy, this guy knows he's talking about, and I'm obviously a user. This is the way to go. That's right. Okay, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Matthew Passing. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. The pandemic has painfully shown how we must have money put away. Not just for a rainy day, but for a whole bunch of them. You must accrue wealth 
to really be okay. Visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can truly learn financial principles like never before so that you can have the future you really want and need. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're here with Matthew Passy, podcast consultant. We're talking about podcasting, a great (laughs) subject. So let me ask you, Matthew, besides ads, what are some of the best ways to use podcasts as a way to grow your business brand? So, right, ads are probably the most common and the most popular and the one that people think about most of the time. But, right, like, first of all, going back to what we just talked about, building relationships. If you're a small business, if you're a brand, uh, using a podcast to meet other people in your network who could become potential clients, collaborators, customers, whatever, um, obviously that could be very fruitful to your business if you use that correctly. But of course, number two is using this as the kind of top of sales funnel, right? So Tony's taking breaks. He's not selling Ford cars in the middle of our breaks. He's selling himself. He's selling his services. And, and right, like, this is probably a bit of a loss leader for you, but if you use it correctly and you're bringing people into the other services and things that you offer, then great. Doing this podcast is well worth it, right? Well worth the time, well worth the reach that they can give you and well worth the clients. But a couple other ways that you can use it. One, you know, there are plenty of folks who are doing podcasting for call it comedic purposes or just pure entertainment purposes. And right, they're building a brand around it. So a lot of them, what they do is they sell merchandise, right? You get on a, a website like T Public, you upload your logo, you upload your funny saying, you upload your inside jokes. People can go buy t-shirts and hoodies and hats and mugs and all that kind of stuff. And not only are you getting a cut of all that without having to invest any money into the sale of those products, but also people are buying the opportunity to advertise for you, right? That's what a, a t-shirt with the name of your show on it is. It's not just someone saying, I like the show. It's someone in the world telling everybody who they walk by, have you seen this, right? Because it's right here on my t-shirt. So merchandise is another way you can do it. A lot of folks use, and and it can kind of be described in three different ways, but we'll call it the like membership model, right? So there are people who offer content in exchange for direct revenue from their audience. And why why I say this can be done in three different ways is because it's how you brand that membership model that makes the difference of, I think, whether or not it's going to be successful for you. So for example, one of the popular ways of doing that is through Patreon. Patreon is a platform that lets people donate to you in support of your show. Now, if you're a Fortune 500 company and you have a Patreon, I'm going to look at you and be like, no, I'm not donating to you. You're a Fortune 500 company with billions of dollars in revenue. You don't need my $3 a month as a donation, right? Like, forget you. But if you're a nonprofit and you're putting out really high quality content and you say to your audience, listen, we love doing this. We really think it's important content, but you know, we're a nonprofit. We don't have a big budget. If you could support us with donations, that would help us to continue the mission. Yeah. I'm going to be a little bit more likely to be altruistic and throw a couple of dollars at you each month to support what I think is a good cause. So, right. You've got the donation model. Then you've got the straight, just you know, premium content. This is like journalists or you're seeing this kind of with like Netflix and some of the others. Like we have to spend money to produce this high quality content. We don't want to annoy you with commercials. The only way we can bring it to you though is if you pay for access to it. Now that's not going to work for everybody, right? If I'm just 
goofball A in my basement with goofball B talking about stuff that we think is hilarious. That's not premium content. That doesn't warrant a subscription to the garbage that we're going to talk about. But again, if you're a journalist doing high quality investigative journalism, which isn't cheap, then yeah, somebody's going to have to pay for your travel, for your expenses, for the time you have to put into actually editing and producing that content. So asking people to subscribe to premium content can work for you. And then there's someone like Tony over here who is doing a business oriented, you know, entrepreneurial backed venture. Maybe you're also giving away some other perks, right? Maybe if people, maybe you want to create a premium membership, right? Which is to say, we'll give out some episodes for free on the regular podcasting platforms, but we're only going to give you five minutes of a 40 minute interview, or we're only going to give you one episode out of the four episodes that we do each month. If you want access to these extra episodes, if you want access to the full episode, if you want access to, you know, AMAs with Tony and some of our guests, if you want access to discounts to events and webinars and other things that we're putting on, um, then you got to become a premium member. And a lot of people are going to pay for it because it's like, oh, I actually get value from Tony beyond just the stuff that he's giving away for free if I pay for it. There's lots of folks who are taking advantage of that premium membership versus subscription versus donation model to generate a ton of revenue from their podcasting way more than they'd get from the ads. In fact, I have some folks who they get advertising and then they specifically put out a premium version without ads and they get more money from the people who don't want to pay for ads than they do from the ads themselves. But the thing is about donations, subscriptions, and premium memberships, it's all the same model. It's just how you dress it up, how you brand it, how you talk about it with your target audience that, that again, is going to determine whether it makes sense. So, right, don't be a Fortune 500 with your hands and saying, please, sir, may I have a quarter for the podcast, right? That's not going to work. At the same like time, right, at the same time, if you're, if you're two goofballs in the basement, don't turn around and be like, hey, you've got to pay for this premium, awesome content. When it's crap, it's okay for you to say, listen, you like us? Throw us a couple of dollars for beer money. And if, you're, and if you have an audience, that's what people are going to do. So I think that is kind of like the bigger model that a lot of people should be focusing on first, because the truth is you can start making money that way without spending anything and without having to have an audience first, right? You need an audience to sell to advertisers, but one person can pay you for donations, subscriptions, or premium membership, right? You could start generating money as soon as you can get somebody sold on the product that you offer. It's incredible. We are in a technolo technological revolution. And I mean, really, a person needs to figure out just how they want to capitalize it or tap into it. But it's here. And if you're not utilizing it, you've, you've really missed the boat on what you could do with what the, the possibilities, the opportunities that you have. There's so many options, so many ways to go about it. Patreon, like you just talked about, and there's all these other ways. Uh, but but that leads me to my next question. Does a person have to have a podcast? No, absolutely not. In fact, um, I I specifically will tell a lot of people the podcast isn't right for you because it's not a panacea. It's not the gold rush, right? You can't, it's not field of dreams either, right? If you podcast, they will come. There are lots of people who have a podcast and no listeners. Yeah. And it's because they were told that podcasting is a, is, is a marketing vehicle. But what most people don't understand is that your podcast also needs marketing, ah, right? Just, yeah. right. Just throwing it up there and assuming you're going to build a huge audience. It's not going to work. 
most of the people who are selling you on the fact that a podcast will automatically make you rich are making more money selling you that BS than actually doing it. So no, it is not a automatic gold rush. It's not an automatic path to, to wealth and, and richness. It can be, but it, it's going to take a lot of work. Also, if you can't do it, if you're doing this, especially for a company, for a business, right? You're trying to do this to build up your brand. If you can't do it well, right? If you can't do it consistently, if you can't do it at high quality, if you can't keep your focus, if you can't be, right? Like, I don't want to, if you're putting this out there publicly, right? You're a brand. And I go to your website, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting brand. Oh, they have a podcast. Let me check it out. And I listen to their podcast and it is garbage. Well, if they can't take care of a podcast, how are they going to take care of me as a customer or a client? It's pretty telling. Yeah. So don't put something out that you can't commit to and do correctly because what you're telling the world is, I'm not going to do anything correctly or consistently or, or whatever that looks like. So there are reasons to do a podcast. There's probably more reasons not to. I mean, I, I've always joked and said the great thing about podcasting is anybody can do it. The bad thing about marketing is uh, about podcasting is anybody can do it. <laughs> right. And, and, and you see that now with all these shows popping up for one episode or two episodes and then quickly disappearing and, you know, taking up space in the podcasting store. Absolutely. I mean, I, this podcast is a marketing tool, but it absolutely must be marketed. And yeah, I think the content is great per se, and I have to deliver value in order to get uh, build an audience, but I need to market, you know, I need to market this and this does get marketed. I have a staff that markets this. I have a podcast manager. I have a social media manager right there. And what are they, what are they focused on? Marketing this podcast, you know, to, to grow the listenership, to, to expand its scope. That's, that's the way to go. That's, that's what we've been doing. And it's, it builds slowly. It does build slowly. And honestly, all those things that you're doing are important and they're necessary. And they probably aren't anywhere near as effective as putting out the best content possible and having your audience become your advocates. Because I can tell you for the podcasts that I consume personally, not the ones that I, I produce for clients or you know, listen to for work or things like that, but just the ones that I personally enjoy consuming. There's not a lot of them. I can tell you the exact person in my life, whether it's a family member or friend, an influencer, another podcast host, right? Like somebody that I know, love, or trust said, I think so-and-so would really enjoy this podcast. And I thought, hmm, I believe that person. I'm going to check it out. And most, and that's how I find stuff. I don't scroll the podcasting store going, what am I going to listen to today? Right. Mm, totally. Right. I don't window shop for podcasts and I don't have a lot of time to try out other things. So I've got to get a trusted recommendation. So if you can turn listeners of your show into your advocates into the people are going to tell their audience, their friends, their network, their community, maybe they blog and they say, by the way, this week, I'm going to just tell you about a podcast. I love listening to like that is going to grow your show more so than all the other things that fortunately you have to do. Um, but you know, that's where real growth happens. That's what, exactly what I've been striving to do. <laughs> and it is a strive because you know, that's, you really got to resonate with a, a person in order for them to make a recommendation like that. But I think that absolutely it can be done. Uh, yeah, I, it can be. And, but like you said, it's not, it's slow. It is a, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And listen, yeah, there are some people who, who are able to come out of the gate swinging. They're the exception, not the rule. And there are people who, you know, were seemingly nobody and now have millions and millions of listeners like, oh, they're an overnight success. Like, no, they're an overnight success to you. 
but they've probably been doing it for three or four years when nobody was listening. And so if you're not willing to do a podcast and only have one listener, only have two listeners, if you're obsessed with your numbers and your downloads and your metrics and not so in the content and the relationships in the community you're building, you're going to find that it's more frustrating than enjoyable. You should wake up every day passionate about what it is that you're going to podcast about and do that regardless of the audience. And that's, those are the people who tend to find success. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I do. And it's not just instinctual, you know, my podcast director says, that's the way to go. Just wait stuff. Exactly what you said. Okay. Let's take a moment. We'll, we'll hear a final break from our sponsor. And we'll be right back with Matthew Passy. This episode of self-help coaching is brought to you by Proficio. When people learn something, they want to use it. So it has real value. And the best teacher is experience. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io, where Proficio will have you taking action with what you're learning immediately. You'll be closer to your goals before you even realize it. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza, and we're with Matthew Passy, podcast consultant, and we're in the final segment. Matthew, should a person include video in their podcast production strategy? I would say you don't have to, but you should certainly be planning on it soon. So would I start a podcast with a video right from the get-go? Maybe not. It does add a level of complexity and a level of a, a lot more work than just doing an audio podcast, right? Because you've got to look, it's easy to have a mic and, and talk into it. It's easy to pick up your phone and, and record a podcast on your phone if you have to do it that way. Um, and it's easy enough to get other people to do that. But once you start bringing video into the mix, right now, you got to make sure everybody has a camera. People are going to make sure they look good. Yeah. Your editing is a lot more complicated. So, you know, for a lot of folks, including video at the start, seems cumbersome and burdensome and, and annoying. And I'd say, okay, if it feels that way, don't do it. You don't have to have it, but, but there are massive perks to having video for your podcast. One of them is that of course, YouTube is not only one of the largest, you know, trafficked websites in the world, but it is the second largest search engine behind Google itself. So if you are podcasting on a specific topic, you are bound to find more audience if you are in a place where some people go by default to look for something, right? How to start a business, how to do this, how to be an entrepreneur, how to do self-help, right? There are folks who basically live on YouTube, right? Whether it's a music video, television show, a movie, if your content doesn't exist on YouTube, to this audience, your content doesn't exist. And so it's okay if you don't want to be there, but understand you are missing out on a massive audience of people um, who, who will never find you because that's the only place that they live. So that's, that's number one. Number two, going back to our conversation earlier about marketing and social media, it's a lot, video is a lot more, gets a lot more attention on social media than podcasts, right? I have never stopped scrolling Twitter to go listen to a podcast. Right. I'm usually on Twitter because I'm there for like, you know, I got five, 10 minutes here. Or I'm scrolling while I'm watching the, you know, a show that I'm not really that into, or, you know, I'm waiting to get into my doctor's office. Right. Like 
I don't have really time to commit to 30, 60 minutes of a podcast, but I'm just scrolling through video, short video bursts, especially you see them. If they have subtitles, you can kind of understand what's going on really quickly, right? You can't subtitle a podcast. Um, you can read the transcript, but that's definitely not getting a lot of attention. Uh, but right. But we don't video uh, podcasts just don't show well on social media. Not only do they not show well, but all of the platforms prefer video, right? If you post video, they're notifying your network. They're prioritizing it in the algorithm. They're showing it off. It's getting more likes. It's getting more engagement. So you're missing out on an opportunity to get more engagement if you're not creating some type of video content. And even if it's not like this, recording the whole show and publishing the whole thing, even if it's just grabbing a 15, 20, 30, 60 second snippet of it, putting that on social and saying, man. This is a this is a great conversation. If you want to hear the whole thing, right, click over here to subscribe. Um, but if you don't have some sort of video to do that, you're you're really you're skating. What is it? What is it? You're skating, skating up thin on ice. ice. Yeah, right. You're 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 trying to skate up thin ice. Um, so it it does make it easier for growth and and searchability to be on video. And I I think. Most stuff, especially in the world that we're living in today, where, you know, yes, we're starting to open up. Maybe we're starting to close back down, given the time when we're listed. Like, who knows? But anybody can communicate with anybody, um, thanks to the digital technology that we were talking about. And if I did it just over the phone, like, yeah, it's probably a good conversation. But being able to read each other's body language, being able to kind of see the facial expression of the person I'm talking to, it adds a lot to the conversation. Totally. So, I mean, I think at the very least, like, even if you don't use the video, I would start recording video for your podcast, right? Use a platform that allows you to capture that video. So at least you have something that you can do with it. Um, and even if you don't record the video, even if you just want to post your podcast with a still image and the audio underneath it, it's not ideal, but again, it gets you into the conversation of people who only consume content on YouTube and, and video platforms. I totally concur. I mean, you know exactly what you're talking about, sir. I mean, most of my most of my audience is definitely audio, but you know what? People have eyes, <laughs> right? So we don't just have ears; we have eyes, and we're very visually stimulated. So I, it is, I, I definitely utilize the video. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the nice thing about podcasting is I can consume it while doing other things, right? It's a multitasking tech. Right. I can be doing the dishes, going for a jog, muting whatever, but you know. The, the convenience of podcasting doesn't outweigh the explosion and availability and excitement that people get for video. Absolutely. Here's my final question. What is the future untapped potential for podcasting? This is a space that I'm super excited about. And it's something that I've been trying to get my hooks into and understand. And, and I'm, I'm trying to make some strides there. And so Hopefully anybody listening, they can reach out and, and if they have questions or, or want to work on it, please let me know. But I think the video, the future of podcasting is local. I would love to see more people creating content that is specific to their community, their neighborhood, their region, their state, whatever, whatever that is. Um, you know, right now you create a podcast, you put it up on Apple, Google, Spotify, right? These are all national platforms. And so there's very little incentive for people to create content that is localized. But, you know, with the consolidation of media that's happening everywhere, right? Newsrooms, local papers, television, right? Like radio, all these places are, are shutting down. 
laying people off, you know, kicking it over to a national syndicated content. Um, we are, we are missing out on local content. And like we talked about earlier, digital makes it possible for people to deliver, to solve a problem. And I think one problem that we have is we don't have enough information about our own community. And I think that is one place where podcasting could definitely, definitely help. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm working hard and trying to find ways to, to do that. So uh, if anybody wants help creating that kind of stuff or, you know, finding that kind of stuff, um, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to me because hopefully I'll have a better solution for you. And the beauty of that is, I think, what Odom, I can see quickly, is that you don't have to be an, any sort of expert. You live in a, in a, in a place, well, there you are. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it doesn't even really need an expertise, right? Like, you're, uh, you're in Brooklyn, right? So maybe you're just a, let me guess, Knicks fan? Uh, I'm not much of a, a hockey fan. What's, so, uh, <laughs> Well, basketball. <laughs> that was my little joke there. Oh, okay. What's your, what's your sport of choice? Uh I scuba diving actually and sailing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Maybe not the best example to use. All right. But honestly, even if it was just the, like the Brooklyn pizza podcast, yeah, right. Someone who goes around and tries different pizza places all over Brooklyn. That doesn't, that doesn't take a lot of expertise, right? It just takes a passion for your community. Right. Or maybe you are just the, you know, the Brooklyn Nets fanboy podcast, right? It's, it's not that you have to be an expert. It's that you have to have a passion for your community. And being a Brooklyn Nets fanboy podcast means, yeah, there's probably some Net fans in Wisconsin and Minnesota, but where are most of them? Right. I mean, they're in New Jersey because that's where the team is originally from, but you know what I mean, right? They're in the tri-state New York City area. And so you want to be able to target your audience in that area. So I think there's a lot of untapped potential for people doing content that is focused on their local community, whether it's news, gossip, traffic, restaurants, reviews, sports, whatever. Um, and, and that's where I'd like to see a, a bigger concentration in, in the future. This has been the most valuable podcast that I've done, interview I've done for anyone interested considering podcasting. So I really thank you very much for coming on, Matthew, and talking about it. Uh, it's in, been invaluable. Uh, I, I really haven't addressed this topic yet, certainly uh, in this depth, and uh, you really... Uh, a plus. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you have any final remarks? Uh, no, I mean, it was absolutely my pleasure. And um, I do have a, a coupon code. So we do earlier, we mentioned podcast consulting podcast audit. So if you got a podcast, if you're thinking about a podcast, check out the podcastconsultant.com. And then if you use Tony P as a coupon code, you can save $25 on one of our consulting hours or one of our instant audits. Thank you very much, Matthew. I appreciate that. And also if you are on social media, of course, you know, we're, we'll have everything listed on your page at our website, which will have a profile of you. But all his social media you can find, uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at, at Matthew Passy. That's P-A-S-S-Y uh, on all four of those platforms. And one T in Matthew. That's the part that always trips people up. <laughs> one T. Yeah, one T in Matthew. It's, it's a little strange. Right, right, right. T, two T's is, is more common, isn't it? It okay. is. Yes. Yes. Make sure I want to take. Okay. Uh, very good. Excellent stuff. And do you, do you want, do you also want to all, um, give a contact or they can just go to that, go to the website or, or social media. Yeah. The podcast or if you find Matthew Passy on any of the socials uh, it's, you know, it all comes to the same place, which is my phone. So uh, you'll find me there. <laughs> Great stuff, Matthew. Very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, 
you'd like to say goodbye? Yeah, Tony, thank you very much for having me on. It was a pleasure chatting with you, a pleasure chatting with your audience. And uh, I hope a lot of them are inspired to do some really fun stuff in the space. Great stuff. And if you do out there, please let us hear about it. And remember, everyone, we're all responsible for ourselves and we can all use a little help like that of Matthews. Thanks, everyone, for being here. See you next time. Thank you very much, Matthew. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.